Hello, everyone, and welcome to today's episode of Women's Football Success. Um, my voice is a little groggy. I kind of sound like a man right now, but um, hopefully enough Diet Pepsi and uh, we'll be good to go. But this is episode 1813, Women's Football Success. I'm your host, Lynn Marie Liberty Ellington. I hope you guys are having a great week. Um, this episode is being aired just about hitting our last round of women's football playoffs. So I'm super excited um, about this week. Real quick, a disclaimer. Not only do I own or I'm co-owner of a women's football team, but I am also an attorney licensed to practice law in the state of Arkansas. So I just want to let you know that any of the information that you get on the websites, the blogs, the books, the magazines, the digital material and the print material are all business information only. None of this information that I provide creates a, an attorney-client relationship between us. So I am an attorney, but I'm not your attorney. Um, with that being said, I'm super excited to have you guys here because women's football is a big deal to me. Um, and I'm really excited to be able to share this information with you and kind of help. My goal is to help women's football be successful in the coming years and hopefully with a couple of goals and a couple of tasks and activities that we have underway, we'll be able to do that. Um, like I said, we're coming up on our final week of the Women's Football Alliance playoffs and I'm looking forward to the 2018 championship that's going to be held in Atlanta, Georgia. I'm excited about that trip um, and re ready to watch um, a weekend full of women's football. So if you have not gotten an opportunity to go to a championship before, it's pretty cool. Um, you'll have two to 3,000 women football players like yourselves um, that love football. And it's kind of cool to connect with people that are maybe from Minnesota or from New York or Maine, all the way to Washington State, California, Florida. It's pretty cool to um, kind of get connected with other women football players that have the same interests that you have. So go check it out um, on the WFAProFootball.com. Uh, just so that you know, I have no authority or no, uh, I don't get anything for sending you to the women's football, pro football, WFA, women's football. Um, but that's the league that we are associated with, um, and uh, we've been very happy. I want the show to consist mostly of evergreen material today, which means that this is material that if you looked it up today or a year from now or six months from now, that um, it's it can be used for anything. It can be um, a stepping stone or a learning experience for you no matter what. But with that being said, I've already mentioned the championship, so um, I'll just share one more little piece of information. Um, it, the, for those of you that know me, um, we just found out that we are going to be grandparents. Um, my oldest son is having a baby, and we just discovered that the baby is going to be a boy due on December 10th. So this Christmas is going to be crazy at our house. So I'm trying to convince my husband that I need five Christmas trees this year instead of four for all the extra Christmas presents. But um, so if you get a chance to talk to Coach Mike, um, convince him that... There definitely is a need for a fifth Christmas tree in our house to take care of all the presents for the grandbaby. So with that being said, um, I'll tell you, I, I wasn't sure, you know, there's 
a hundred different topics that I could talk about. Last week, I went into leadership and I kind of went to the basics of leadership because I'm feeling that women's football, everybody's in women's football because they love it and they love football or they liked coaching football or their dad watched football, so now they're a player. But a lot of the basic business principles are missing from women's football. And so that's what I hope to bring to it. Um, just kind of a background, not only am I an attorney, but I also have a master's degree in business and almost a doctorate degree in business. Um, I'm lacking two classes for that, but hopefully maybe if I can talk my husband into that too, I'll, I'll be a doctor and a lawyer at the same time, but we'll see. Um, well, let's, let's not talk to him about that first. We'll talk to him about the Christmas tree first. But anyway, um, women's football is lacking in the business components of organizational structure. So what I bring that doesn't necessarily connect with other news or talk radio that we have um, on the network and on other areas for women's football, like the Gridiron, Gridiron Beauties is a good show. Um, TJ Hawk is a good show to watch. There's several um, radio shows to watch or to listen to about women's football um, and the play-by-play, etc. What I'm here for on this is more of a talk radio show on how we can make women's football successful from a business standpoint, um, from the owner, coaching staff, support staff, and players as all being components, as all being important parts of the women's football team and how we can get all of that working together so that all parts can be successful. So getting ready for today, um, I was kind of going back and forth between a couple topics to talk about. And I was on Twitter um, when I came across the post and I actually retweeted it if you go check out my um, social media. It says, a satisfied customer is the best business strategy of all. And so I just retweeted it, no big deal. Um, and then I went and got a drink and came back and um, I then moved over to Facebook. Um, a lot of my stuff is automated, um, but I do do a, a, some random actual um, posts and stuff. And we'll talk about social media and automation um, in a couple weeks when I get to that topic, um, we're gonna have a webinar on it and everything. So, um, but I moved to Facebook um, to continue my social media for the day and I saw this quote, there is only one boss, the customer, and he or she can fire everyone in the company from the chairman on down simply by spending their money elsewhere. So real quick, let me tell you, there's only one boss, the customer, and he or she can fire everyone in the company from the chairman on down simply by spending their money elsewhere. That is a quote by Sam Walton. For those of you that don't know who Sam Walton is, that's the founder of Walmart um, up here in, in Arkansas. And by the way, I do live in Arkansas and I travel back and forth to Texas and everywhere else we go. But um, it is important to understand as I've said in the past, that women's fo football as a team is many businesses rolled into one. You not only have women's football um, playing on the field, but you also have um, who's talking in the press box, how you're 
messages going out live in front of the customers, um, your merchandise, your, your um, concession stand, any online social media presence. So today's show is going to talk about the basics of customer service, but as they pertain to and why they're important to women's football. Um, then I'm going to shift into ways your business can improve your customer service to the potential players, to your support staff, and to your fans. Um, in regular business, we would call those customers or clients. In women's football, they're our fans. So um, I hope that you guys start to enjoy the, the material that I provide when it comes to being successful in women's football because although we have a lot of people that love and enjoy women's football, we don't have very many people that understand the business concept. So I'm gonna share with you a couple things I have coming out in the next couple days to help you guys in women's football. Um, but with that being said, let me go ahead and give you kind of a definition of customer service. And a lot of you guys, um, use customer service in your day-to-day -day jobs, but it just doesn't cross over for some reason or people don't use it in the women's football. So customer service is the support that you offer your customers before and after they buy or use your products or services. Real quick um, question to those out there, is women's football a product or a service? Answer, it's a product. The reason why is because people buy a ticket to come watch your game and at the end you're done. Um, service being you mow their lawn, you bake them a cake, you cut their hair. So anyway, just kind of an example for you. Um, but the customer service is that support that you provide before or after they buy a product. It helps to have an easy enjoyable experience with you. They know they might want to come back and buy another product from you or go to another game for you, with you. Um, offering great customer service is important if you want to retain that customer and grow that business. Now, if you're just there to, you know, play a game, get their money from a ticket and move on, that's one thing. But if you're wanting to grow this business and expand and grow uh, the number of fans that you have coming to the games, customer service is really, really important to you. Today's customer service goes kind of way beyond the basic, the usual customer service that used to happen before, like way back in the day, you know, people call you up on the phone, ask if you want to buy something and you'd say yes or no. Um, this happened all the time. Um, or you went into a store, you bought something, you were done. Now it goes way beyond that. I mean, even if you go into a store to buy a product, they put you on their email list, they wanna text you, they wanna send you over to their social media, or you can buy a pro more products online from them. So customer service has expanded without people really realizing it. Many companies have embraced this and offered websites and, and send out text messages and put out email um, newsletters to promote customer service. 
But let's talk about how this pertains to women's football, okay? So your goal is not just to get a women's football fan or women's football interested person to come to one game. You want them to come to multiple games. You want them to buy season tickets. You want them to buy merchandise. You want them to be invested and start to follow some of your players. You want them to fall in love with your players that they and they like watching them on the field. Oh, I got to go see so-and-so play today. It's going to be awesome. They're going to do such a great job. Sorry about that. I'm a, in a, my house now, and you can hear my bird over there squawking that never, never tweets ever until today uh, because I'm on the radio doing this thing. But that's okay. I'm just glad to hear that it's alive. Um, many, custom, many companies also... Um, provide customer service just to kind of gauge their potential customers and what's going good and what's going bad. Um, they usually do that through surveys. Women's football has a really hard time doing this because we have really, you know, the customer comes and watches a game and then leaves. Um, one way to gauge this is if they don't come back. Um, now, if this is a customer that you're taking their name and know who they are, it's easy to realize that the next time they didn't buy a ticket or um, they didn't buy any merchandise where they were. So they're not getting invested in your team. So let's talk about some of the ways that women's football can help to or can provide customer service both before and after the buy or use of the product. So focusing on the buy of the product being the ticket purchased to come to the game. There are several ways that women's football teams can be doing this that they either are or are not doing. Social media is a big, big one right now with Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Also using text message services to send out a blast of text messages to people that have given you phone numbers. Um, and then also doing email blasts, maybe through a newsletter, um, keeping your uh, potential customers in the loop of things coming up. I noticed that the Pittsburgh Passion went and helped not to, you know, not to do a shout out, but I love the Pittsburgh Passion. They've always been a great organization. Um, they went and helped clean up, it sounded like the riverbank there in Pittsburgh in an area. Um, but they just, they just put it out on social media. Um, it's not a big deal. I mean, it was a great com community involvement thing, but people appreciate it. And just for them going and doing that, I bet they will get five or 10 more people coming to a game because they appreci appreciate their um, interest in being part of the community and helping out around the community. Um, anyway, so many of these women football teams can be using various email, text message, social media concepts to help get the message out. Um, I'll be honest with you, I've gone on to pretty much every women's football team, social media, or website. I'm curious as to why a lot of these teams don't have websites. My guess is the cost of the website. Um, either they're not sure how to set up the website or they don't feel that the website has been important to them. Dude, okay, 
you cannot just focus on Facebook. You have to have a website and Facebook. Website and Facebook, okay? Um, if you don't have one, give me a call. I will tell you how to set up um, websites super easy, super fast um, at a relatively low cost. Um, but you are losing customers because you don't have a website. I'll tell you that right now, I promise. Um, customer service is more than just providing answers. Um, it's an important part of your promise to the customer of what you're going to do or not do. So if your customer, if your social media is not providing promises about your product to your customers, then they are not getting that before support that I talked about with customer service. Today, people want before and after support, if that makes any sense. People want to buy into your brand or your women's football team, and sometimes they need some guidance into why they should buy from you as opposed to going to a wrestling match or going to a, a, a cheerleading competition or going to go see a baseball game tonight. Why do they need to go watch you or spend money on your team as opposed to doing the you know other 25 possible things they could be doing tonight? So why is customer service important to the success of your business? Customer service is critical to you being able to compete effectively, not only in women's football, but in your community against other businesses. In the past, people chose which companies they did business with based on price or the product or service that was offered. But today, people base their buying decision on the overall experience. And research shows this, this is from the Gartner research. 89% of companies now expect to compete mostly on the basis of customer experience. So if you think that people, you know, if you offer a cheaper ticket, that people are gonna buy it just because it's cheaper, you're wrong. 89% believe this is wrong. Um, so you have to have this before and after customer support to create this amazing customer experience, especially um, when you are competing in a market that people don't know about. I mean. Technically, again, still 60 years later, women in football, people don't know about women's football. Um, I was in Little Rock the other day. Um, I have no affiliation with Little Rock, but we went into a restaurant and I saw this girl. I said, hey, have you ever heard of women's football? She said, no, no, I haven't. I said, you need to check out. There's a women's football team here in Little Rock. They're actually going up for the championship in a couple weeks. You should check them out. I was able to give them, her, their website. Um, but again, 2018, and nobody knows about women's football. Um, and it's because we're not using these low-cost grassroots approaches 
to be able to um, get to these potential people. So let's talk about real quick. Not only can customer service have a big impact on your bottom line, which for women's football, your bottom line is being able to pay for your facilities, pay for all the equipment and still having money left over. Um, that's your ultimate goal is to be able to, if you're in business, if you've got a business license for your women's football team, you're in the business of women's football. You're not doing this just to give people the opportunity to, to play women's football. If that is your situation, and I talked to somebody the other day, that's the reason I bring this up. Talked to somebody the other day that said, well, a lot of people aren't in women's football to make money. If you're not in women's football to make money, then go join the YMCA or the Boys and Girls Club because women's professional football is supposed to be about business and making money. Um, but in order to do that, we need to be providing great customer service. So let's talk about customer service and how it has a the big impact on your bottom line of being able to pay your bills and actually be able to make money and be able to possibly pay players. Um, it's often said that it's cheaper to keep an existing customer than to find new ones. It's even kind of been researched to estimate that it's like six or seven times more expensive to go out and get a new customer. Well, let me tell you folks, women's football, we're still in the zone of going out and acquiring new customers. Because if you just base your sales on people that are already customers, next year's gonna be a little rough, okay? Um, some teams, you know, there's a handful of teams that are doing really good and if they just had the customers they had this year and those customers bought a little bit more next year, they'd be doing great. But most teams in women's football are not there. Um, and I'll tell you, the biggest problem, the biggest reason why um, teams are having to go out and get new customers is bad customer service. Um, some research that was done by the uh, U.S. Small Business Admin um, reports that 68% of customers leave because they're upset with the treatment they received. So what does that mean? 68% of customers leave because they're upset with the treatment they've received. Don't let this happen to you, first of all. Second of all, when it comes to women's football, it's really tricky to figure out what that means because usually the only place that there's going to be customer service interaction, we think, is at the ticket booth, at the merchandise table, at the concession stand, right? You think about the interaction that they're going to have paying to, for a ticket, getting their food if they want some, and getting a t-shirt if they want some. Not true. There's one more, and that is the playing field. They're coming there to see a product of women play women in football. And if they're not happy because the score ends up 85 to zip, they're not coming back. 
So we have four or five different opportunities to be successful in our customer service when it comes to women's football. Um, and we don't want to let them be treated badly or feel like they're not getting the customer service experience that they desire. Now, of course, we can't, you know, there's sometimes when you can't help it, but you're outscoring another team. We've talked about this before on other episodes and there, it's been talked about on other radio shows, but um, we're talking about customer service. Customers want to leave satisfied and feel that they have gotten the treatment that they deserve. When they go in there and somebody wins 80 to zero or 70 to zero, they feel like they got gypped. If they go in there and they spend their money at the concession stand and the concession stand food tastes like crap, they feel like they get gypped. If they go in, they get a t-shirt and the spelling of the name is wrong or they think it's a new t-shirt and it says the 2016 year, they feel gypped. So it's very important that women's football organizations understand that we have only a few opportunities to be successful in providing customer service to the fans that we need to make sure that those experiences are good. So let's talk about, real quick, people talk about customer service, so we always usually talk about customer service reps, right? And where is this customer service support coming from that we're talking about? Um, when it comes to providing this before and after support for the purchasing of the product. So the customer service support is provided by the entire team. So the owner, the coach, the support staff, and the player, they are all customer service reps. That makes sense? So what they portray to the outside community about our product is very, very important. Now let's go opposite of that because I really want people to understand the, that there are so many different relationships going on in women's football that it gets a little complicated. So if the team owner, the coaches, the support staff and the women's football player are customer service reps for the team. Who are the customers? Everybody would typically say the fans. That's right. That is one, one correct answer. However, the other customer service customers are the players, the support staff, and the coaches. So that, that looks a little complicated. So you're telling me that a women's football player is not only a customer service rep, but she's also a customer? Yes. You're telling me that the coach is not only a customer service rep, but they're also a customer? Yes. Now, why is this or how is this? I'll just give a basic explanation because I, I'm sure that now that you guys think about it, you probably understand that um, especially on teams where a player pays a player fee or a player is expected to do certain um, tasks for the team, like fundraising or um, showing up at events. As a player, the player represents the team out there in the community, out there on the field. 
as a customer service rep talking to social media or talking to fans, but they are also a customer if they are being asked to, to pay a player fee. Um, that player fee usually goes towards travel expenses and equipment and those kind of things. So they get the benefit back of their player fee, but they are also a customer because they need to be satisfied that their player fee is going towards things that are good for them. Does that make sense? Same thing with a coach. Now, usually a coach is a volunteer coach. Some coaches get paid a small amount of money for the hundreds and hundreds of hours that they put into it. But a coach is not only a rep out there in the community saying, hey, come check out our team. You might be a good potential player. But the coach is also a customer of the team or the team owner. So if the coach doesn't feel like they're getting enough value out of what they're doing or they and their experience is not good. For example, they're told they're going to get paid and they don't get paid or they're told that they're going to have authority to do this and they don't have that authority. Then they are having a bad customer service um, situation as well. So I hope those two examples help to explain to you that everybody within the women's football team except for the owner is a customer service rep and a customer service customer. The owner is not necessarily customer um, from that standpoint, but sh but the customer but the owner is also a customer service rep. And we'll talk a little bit more about that later. Um, so your customer service that you're providing to all of these all of these customers can make or break your reputation as a women's football team, as a women's football owner. It's no surprise that today uh, social mobile customers have grown accustomed to getting what they want, when they want, and how they want it. So it's important to make sure that what you say really is true or what you're telling people really can happen. Um, and this is actually, I'm, I'm trying to kind of get, this is even bigger now than it was before. So 82% of CEOs report that customer expectations of their companies have changed a little or a lot, even within just the last three years. And why is that? Social media. It's that immediate um, return on investment, that immediate recognition or understanding of the company. Um, and today's customers are quick to share negative experiences online where they can quickly reach large audiences. It's more important than ever that from day one you establish good customer service, both internally and externally. So as I talked to you before about the having customers and how a player can be a customer service rep or a customer, um, that's where we get into internal and external customers. And that, I mean, is self-explanatory, but it might be, you might not even want to go there. 
um, a customer, a fan is an external customer, whereas a player and a coach are internal customers. Um, but that's nothing that we need to to get into too deeply. The big the big idea is that women's football is on the verge of change. Um, there used to be several leagues within women's football, and today um, the Women's Football Alliance, the league that we're in, remains the powerhouse league of American women's football. My goal is to help the Women's Football Alliance gain 20 more teams for the 2019 season. Now, again, just as I said before, I'm not affiliated with the WFA um, I don't get anything. I don't get any extra bonus or any extra discount for bringing on extra teams or anything like that. Um, I just believe in the Women's Football Alliance, and I believe that there needs to be one solid league that is doing things in unity. A lot of people put the um, issues of women's football teams that have not been successful on the leagues, and I disagree with that. Uh, component. And the reason why is because the leagues, the women football leagues, and especially the WFA now that they're the kind of the powerhouse, the only league with uh, 60 plus teams, it's not the league's responsibility to teach you business. Um, and it never has been w with you when you talk to other sports. If you look into other sports, um, even uh, the swimming league, um, you can become a member of the swimming league if you have a swim team, but it's not their responsibility to teach you how to be a successful swim team. Um, so I think a lot of the pressure has been put or a lot of the um, lack of success and responsibility for the lack of success has been put on the league and it should be put on the team because each team has a responsibility to be successful as a business. And it's not uh, the league's responsibility to teach you business. With that being said, there's really no. Um, I've gone back and forth and asked why are the why is nobody teaching these these concepts to the other teams? And I'll tell you, there's two reasons. One, it's not affordable. Most team most people don't get. Um, a good return on investment by teaching other teams this stuff because they're busy working on their own teams, right? The second reason that I think, and this is just my opinion, is that people have a difficult time in teaching the business part of it, the success part of women's football, to teams that they feel may or may not be around next year or may or may not switch to other leagues and use this material against them. So I feel that there's two parts to why um, the successful teams don't want to share or people that are interested in the business part of it don't want to share these components because they're nervous that people will use them the wrong way. But with that being said, um, I'm willing to take on um, not the responsibility because it's not my responsibility to teach everybody how to be successful in women's football. But I'm going to take on the task of getting the information out there so that teams can use the information and have a higher chance of being successful. Um, 
With that being said, and I like I said, I don't want to brag or anything, but I have been successful in women's football. Um, and if you haven't read my bio or anything like that, I'm the only person in the world that has ever owned three women's football teams at once, and they've all three were successful in the same at the same time. I did that for a couple reasons. One, because I wanted to expand the women's football teams and um, put some teams in some areas um, to help travel throughout the the league. But I also did that to prove to people that you can own a women's football team that is successful and you can do it from a distance. So if you can do it from a distance, there's absolutely no excuse why you can't do it when you're doing it day to day in the operations. So with that being said, um, I feel that I have perfected my processes and procedures in a way that can make women's football successful and can be modeled in other business, other women's football teams and make them successful as well. Um, with that being said, I just wanted to kind of give you an idea as to why I'm giving you this information and how you can use it. But I will tell you that when it comes to customer service, the support component is an integral part to the product experience. We talked a little bit about how customer service before used to be just, oh yeah, we like it, it's cool. But now there's a support component that people expect either before they buy from you, which is learning, building a relationship and learning about you, um, or afterwards, they buy a product from you and they expect a thank you and they expect a follow-up and that kind of thing. Now this goes back to the um, how the customer service experience can make or break your reputation. Now if, you know, Teams, so from an owner standpoint, it's really important to make sure that if you are going to tell your player something, that you stick to it. If you tell your player that this is going to be the player fee and this is how much it is and this is how much fundraising you're going to do, this if you don't stick to your guns and make sure that that is correct, you are breaking your reputation. Um, if you tell them it's going to be $500 and it ends up being $1,000, it's hurting your reputation as a team owner. Same thing as a player. If a player says, I am going to pay my player fee by such and such date and I don't do that, you are breaking your reputation. From another side, if a women's football team says that they're going to show up and play a game on such and such day and they don't do so, they are breaking their reputation. If a team says they're going to play in one league and they switch and play in another league, they're breaking their reputation as well. All of these breaks in reputation impact women's football as a whole in the team in a significant way. Because people then stop believing in your team, your product, and women's football as a whole. So we need to stop having these breaks in reputation. If you're going to give out a season pass and you're not and you don't play all those games, you need to give the money to the season pass holders back to them so they will come to your games next year because otherwise they won't buy season passes again. 
if you if they buy a t-shirt and your name's spelled wrong, then you need to fix it. You need to make a new shirt for them. Um, all of these different things go into customer service, positive and negative experiences. With that being said, let's kind of go into a positive note. Customers are willing to pay more for a better experience. So focusing on the customer serve, the customer experience or the customer service that you're giving um, with your product isn't just the latest trend, but it's super smart business, okay? It turns out that making a making the product purchase experience a great experience will typically basically get the customer to love you um, from a from a relationship standpoint when a customer has a great experience in dealing with your organization they appreciate you they want to do business again they're thankful that you were so nice to them and it can also increase your profits. So just so you know, surveys, real research, surveys have shown that 86% of consumers would pay more for a better customer service experience. So with that, what does that mean? Good customer service experiences will directly benefit your bottom line. So if you are providing them with good, positive, great services when they buy your product, they will continue to come back, they will buy more, they will do more, they will talk more about your company. So there's about, I don't know, seven or eight different kind of customer service or ways to provide customer service um, for your organization. Um, I'm going to talk about these um, from a business standpoint and um, and also from a women's football standpoint because a lot of people just a lot of people know about these business concepts, but they just don't know how to relate them or expound them into women's football. With that being said, every person and every company, Will also have their own definition of what good customer service means. So no matter how you define it, these principles will help you transform your women's football team and deliver the best customer experience every time to all of your customers. So let me go ahead and give you this list. I think there's seven or eight of them. I'm going to tell you the concept and then I'm going to kind of try to relate it back to women's football. So working as a team. So supporting customers as a team. So not only is customer service a team sport, but women's football is a team sport. So you need to realize that you'll never have this perfect, perfect grasp on every issue that comes into the team, whether it's from a player standpoint or from a product standpoint. But you want to keep up with the big picture of maintaining open lines of communication 
with your teammates and with your customers. When we talk about the fact that customer service is, is a team sport, that means that we need to train every player, coach, support staff as that customer service rep to ensure that they are saying the same things to everybody. Now it doesn't have to be the exact same line or the exact same specific sentence, but everyone needs to be able to help out. When your players are at a restaurant and they see somebody that might be a good potential player, they should be able to go up to that person just like I did and said, hey, have you ever heard of women's football? You need to come check this out. Or if it's a coach or if it's a support staff. We have a lot of support staff on our team that are really getting into, you know, they go out to a restaurant and they're like, hey, we need to go sit in her side. Look at that girl over there. We need to get, we need to sit over in that waitress's section because they want to talk to her more. Um, but really getting people on board with this is, is super important. So team sport all the way around, women's football, from, from playing on the field to providing customer service to potential players, to potential customers. Now that person, let me just stop and say that, you know, a support staff member going into a restaurant and seeing that girl and saying, hey, have you ever heard of women's football? And she's like, no, no, not for me. I, I don't want to come play. That's okay. You need to, here's our business card anyways. You need to come check out our website. Come check out a game and see what this is because I think you'd like to see some women um, playing some crazy football. She might not be a player. She might not even be a support staff member, but she might come out and be a fan. So next, uh, another component or I guess a, another way to provide great customer service is to listen and share. So you want to listen to the customers and share their feedback. Now, the way I look at this from a business standpoint is you need to be listening to your players, your coaches and staff, listening to them and sharing that feedback with your managers to determine if there are things that are going right or things that are going wrong. So there's nothing like talking to a support staff member and really listening to what they have to say. Take time to understand the issues and how they affect your business. So if a support staff member comes up to you and says, hey, you know, concession stand, this happened, this happened, this happened, um, is, you know, it was just overwhelming, I can't, can't stand it, you need to be able to sit down and focus on that, that situation and fix those problems. Now, if things go the same way the next time, you're going to lose that support staff member. They're not going to be interested in working your concession stand next time, and then you'll have to find somebody else to do it. But if they come up to you and say, hey, you know, we ran out of soda, and we didn't have enough equipment, there wasn't extension cords, or whatever the case is in concession stand, um, if that person was willing to come to you and, and voice their uh, feedback about what was good and bad, take that feedback as a huge 
what I call a pie from a friend or a pie from a neighbor um, in the country. You know, when somebody brings you a pie in the country to be a friend or a neighbor, it's, it's a big deal. So if one of your support staff is willing to come to you and say, hey, concession stands didn't work very well today. It was really bad. Um, then let's, uh, let's fix that fast. And then that not only shows your customers that you care, but that shows your support staff that you are listening to them and you're willing to make those changes. Um, when people know that you value their needs and that you value what they stand for, they are willing to stand for your brand. They are willing to stand there and tell everybody about how great this football team is and how you want to be a part of it. Um, encourage these, what we call, what we talked about before, customer service reps, to ask questions when interacting with customers. So if you've been to one of my games or anything, I kind of sometimes walk through the, um, the stands. I'll ask everybody how they're doing. Are you having fun? Is, how's it going? You know, if this is their first time there, you know, sometimes I'll notice when I'm up at the gate, I'll, I'll hear an interaction and I'll find out that it's their first time. So then I'll go to that person during the game and ask them what they think. Were they surprised? Did they like it? You know, um, that kind of thing. And I can get some one-on-one -on -one feedback directly from those customers. And I try to use that information to then make it a better experience the next time. Your customer service reps, like I talked about, your, your players, support staff, and your coaches are also great sources of innovation or change. So many of them have come from other teams or have done things differently. Now, a lot of times you have to step back and you know appreciate the comments and the feedback from them because a lot of times it comes from places that maybe don't work or don't connect with women's football. But that doesn't mean you shouldn't still take the ideas um, and feedback. Um, we have people that talk about, oh, you should, you should treat the players like this and you should do this, this, and this. And a lot of times that comes from coaches that um, coach high school football where they have 150 kids every time come out. So they have a a regular team, they have a second string team, they have a practice team, and then they have people that they can cut. Women's football usually doesn't have 150 people to choose from. So um, it's important yeah, that they know that they can offer that information to you, but you also need to make sure that um, the, the information or the ideas that these people bring to women's football can be used in women's football. Real quickly, um, you want to, in women's football, you want to offer that friendly, personable service. I'm thinking at the gate, customer service, or at the gate, concession stand, and merchandise table. Um, I don't know if you've been to a lot of games, but there's some games where people say, oh, I won't sweep up. I, I'm the owner. I, I don't do that. That's not my job. Um, or I'm, I'm the manager of whatever. That I don't do that. Um whether I'm working customer service or I'm working at the ticket booth or I'm working at the concession stand. Yes, ma'am. No, ma'am. Yes, sir. No, sir. Would you like to add this to that? You know, I really appreciate you coming out to the game. 
Thank you for thank you for visiting our concession stand. There's nothing wrong with adding these words to the the customer service experience that they're having. And a lot of times those people will come back to the concession stand and buy more stuff during the game. Not that that's my main reason, but don't you like to go to places and don't you like to buy from people that really appreciate you and want to want to take care of you so you feel like, you know, you're giving your money to people that um, deserve it? So that's just, that's just kind of a little extra tidbit there. Um, next is a big one in women's football, being honest about what you don't know. In regular, I call it regular business in women's football because they're both business, right? But women's football does a lot of things differently and hopefully we can kind of meld that a little bit. But being honest about what you don't know. Women's football is really, really tricky because a lot of people talk about what they don't know. Um, a lot of people don't know what's going on with a particular league, but then they still tell people that they know or they talk about it. Um, a lot of people try to say, you know, I they were invited to go do this. Well, you weren't invited, you volunteered or it wasn't, uh, you know, it wasn't an invitation only experience. It was because it was your only choice. So being honest about things or being honest and saying, I don't know, I'll find out. Um, let's people realize that, you know, you don't know everything, but you're willing to figure things out, do some troubleshooting and um, fix any problems. Um, super important in women's football. Next is empathy, practicing empathy. Put yourself in the customer's shoes, um, especially in tough situations. Um, not only will the customers appreciate it, um, but your empathy will become your competitive advantage. So in those situations where, you know, the other team didn't show up and you've already sold tickets to that game, um, fess up to it, face the situation. And say, you're right, you know, um, you bought 10 tickets to this game, it didn't happen, please come here and I will refund your money. Or I'll refund it online or whatever. A company cannot be successful if they do not appreciate their customers. And they do not perform good customer service in tough situations. You want to ask your, your what I call customer service reps. So you got to ask your players, your support staff, and your coaches to put themselves in the shoes of the customer. How would the customer feel if, or how would you feel if I sold you a season ticket and you didn't hold all the games? I'd be pissed. Wouldn't you be pissed? So you need to be able to stand in the shoes of the customer whether that customer is the fan, the player, the support staff, or the coach, and say, if I were in your shoes, how would I feel? If I'm a player and I'm told my player fee's $500, and now you're telling me my player fee's $1,000, how would you feel? Why do you think you're not getting those players to come back each year after year? Because they don't appreciate they don't believe in the situation, and you've ma you've made it difficult for them to um, to relate and and understand the situation. So anyway, making sure that you provide good customer service um, 
quality customer service, truthful answers, empathy. These are all big components of uh, good customer service in women's football as well. Next, let's talk about knowing your product. Many of your customer service reps, many of your players, support staff, and coaches have no idea what your product is. Better yet, they don't have any idea that you have multiple products. So it's really important to make training the key to letting everybody in your organization know these things. Um, we do it at our um, training camp at the beginning of the season. We talk about how things flow within our organization so that when our players are out there promoting women's football or talking about women's football with their friends and family um, and out there at the restaurants and the bars or whatever, that they can, they don't have to know every answer, but they can answer some questions for people. So how many players are on a team? How many teams are there in the U.S.? Um, there's multiple answers they can give to these questions. When they don't know an answer, what do they say? You know what? I'm not sure the answer to that. I can either go back and find out the answer because they're going to practice letting people know when they don't know the answer, right? That was a step a couple steps back or a tip a couple steps back. But they can also say, why don't you call the owner and ask her that question? They'll know or a manager or a coach um, if they're asking a question that you don't know. Because ultimately, as we talked about before, what's our product? Football on the field. But do we have other products? Yes. Ticket sales, merchandise, concession stand, other fundraisers. Those are all parts of our product, but our main final end product is quality football on the football field. Um, the next tip about customer service is the fact that, hold on, I pulled up a different thing. Um, the fact that you need to remember that every second counts. Customers hate to wait. We are in an age right now where social media makes things immediate. So they are able to gain, the customer is able to gain confidence when you respond quickly and solve their problems. So realizing that it's important to answer questions um, and get things solved quickly um, really makes a difference. Not only do you gain confidence in providing a good product, but your potential customer or customer gains confidence in you when you can respond quickly and solve the problems. Um, and then you're more likely to have an ongoing relationship with them. So even if you have an obstacle or something starts out bad, the credit card machine doesn't work, the piece of merchandise doesn't look correct, um, you, by fixing the problem quickly, you can then create a great relationship. With that being said, it's really important that you make sure to give the people that represent your organization the tools that they need 
um, to provide that support to customers quickly. So, for example, on the football field, you know, you're at a game, you have people at the ticket booth, you have people at concession stand, you have people at merchandise table, and you're off doing something. Um, you need to be able to give the people that are working for you the ability to make decisions quickly to fix problems. Um, these problems aren't going to you know, impact your business hugely, um, but it allows them to fix the problems quickly, which goes back to the idea of building that confidence in that customer. If there's a problem at the ticket booth, then the people at the ticket booth should have the authority to be able to fix that. There should be a process or procedure in place that if this happens, this happens. If this happens, we do this. And it's the owner's and manager's responsibility to make sure that there is a process in place if that happens, or else the people are just sitting there waiting until the owner gets there. Um, same thing in concession stand or, or in the merchandise table. But I think you guys kind of get an understanding of how that works. Um, the next one and kind of the wrap it up all inclusive is improving as you go. It's really important when it comes to customer service that if you have a bad situation, that you realize that you own it and you try to fix it, try to do it differently next time. If there's an issue with your product, then you need to be aware of it, but you also need to proactively fix it. So my goal here in the next couple of weeks is to communicate with some of the women's football teams and let them know um, that one of the major problems with women's football is um, getting enough players and that I want to help them fix that problem. Like I told you before, my goal is to have every team have over 40 players, but really it's not my goal because I can't do it myself and I can't uh, attain that goal myself. But I want to reach out to women's football players and women's football teams to be able to get enough players to be competitive with all of these teams. And again, to show that, you know, this is where we're at in women's football today. What improvements do we need to make and how can we make them happen? I really appreciate you guys' time today on the show. Um, like I said, these topics might not be play-by-play -play women's football like a lot of people like to hear, but these are important components of women's football that if you want to be successful in women's football, you need to hear. So how to hold a tryout, how to get uh, enough people there to be on your team, um, how to show leadership within your organization was last week. Um, today we're talking about customer service. I really appreciate your time and effort in women's football, um, but ultimately uh, we need women football team owners to be, to be serious about women's football. And if you're serious about women's football, you can be successful in women's football. I really appreciate your time. You guys have a great week. Um, you can get with me on women's football success. Um, a lot of the content that I put on here um, is at um, supersmallbiz.com and there is a section for women's small women's football um, because I'm also a business consultant for several types of business 
women's football being a super small business, I put the content of this on that website because as it grows I, and people want this women's football content, I will expand it and move it over to its own website if need be. But I wanted a place for people to be able to go to get the information in a quick manner um, because I know people in women's football um, really just are not getting that knowledge base and I want to make sure that there's a place for them to do so. You guys have a great week and we'll talk to you later. Bye-bye.